hello, hello. How's everyone doing on this beautiful afternoon? Come on in. Thank you for tuning in with your girl, Takia Williams, on Truth Podcast. Today, yes, more, more, more black history. So, as I said, I reach out to see, you know, um, other people's persons for the Black History Month. And I do want to give a big shout out to my older son, Travis Swinson. He is so awesome, Travis Swinson Jr. And so I'm going to be sharing who he wanted to share about. And um, his um, fiance gave me her person the other day, and that was W.E.B. Du Bois. So today we're going to do Jesse Owens, and it's a little twist to it. So I really like this one too. It's really awesome, and um, we got more to come with that too. So we're gonna get into this study, and like I said, anyone that have any more people, person that they would like to share about Black History, reach out to me and I will definitely share it. I will share whatever it is that you need to get out. Okay, so we're about to get into this Jesse Owens. Okay, so Jesse Owens was born James Cleveland Owens um, September 12, 1913 through he lived to March 31st of 1980. He was an American track and field athlete and four-time gold medalist in the 1936 Olympic Games. Owens specialized in the sprints and the long jump and was recognized in his lifetime as perhaps the greatest and most famous athlete in track and field history. He set three world records and tied another, all in less than an hour at the 1935 Big Ten track meet in Ann Arbor, Michigan. A feat that has never been equaled and has been called the greatest 45 minutes ever in sports. He achieved international fame at the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin, Germany, by winning four gold medals, the 100 meters long jump, 200 meter, and the four-time 100 meter relay. He was the most successful athlete at the Games and as a black man was credited with single-handedly crushing Hitler's myth 
of Aryan supremacy, although he wasn't invited to the White House to shake hands with the president either. The Jesse Owen Award is USA Track and Field's highest accolade for the year best track and field athlete. Owen was ranked by ESPN as the sixth greatest North American athlete of the 20th century and the highest rank in his sport. In 1999, he was on the six-man shortlist for the BBC's Sports Personality of the Century. Jesse's early life and education. Jesse Owens, originally known as J.C., was the youngest of 10 children, three girls and seven boys, born to Henry Cleveland Owens, a sharecropper, and Mary Emma Fitzgerald in Oakville, Alabama. On September 12, 1913, he was the grandson of a slave. At the age of nine, he and his family moved to Cleveland, Ohio for better opportunities as part of the Great Migration. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Okay. When 1.5 million African Americans left the segregated South for the urban and industrial North, when his new teacher asked him his name to enter in her role book, he said, J.C. But because of his strong Southern accent, she thought he said, Jesse. The name stuck and he was known as Jesse Owens for the rest of his life. As a youth, Owens took different mental jobs in his spare time. He delivered groceries, loaded freight cars, and worked in a shoe repair shop while his father and older brother worked at the steel mill. During this period, Owens realized that he had a passion for running. Throughout his life, Owens attributed the success of his athletic career to the encouragement of Charles Riley, his junior high school track coach at Fairmont Junior High School. Since Owens worked in a shoe repair shop after school, Riley allowed him to practice before school instead. Owens and Minnie Ruth Solomon met at Fairmount Junior High School in Cleveland when he was 15 and she was 13. They dated steadily through high school. Ruth gave birth to her first daughter, Gloria, in 1932 they married on July 5th, 1935, and had two more daughters together. 
Marlene, born in 1937, and Beverly, born in 1940. They remained married until his death in 1980. Owens first came to national attention when he was a student at East Technical High School in Cleveland. He equaled the world record of 9.4 seconds in the 100 yards. 91M dash and long jumped 24 feet and nine and a half inches. At the 1933 National High School Championship in Chicago. Wow. His career, Owens attended the Ohio State University after his father found employment, which ensured that the family could be supported. Affectionately known as the Buckeye Bullet, and under the coaching of Larry Snyder, Owens won a record eight individual NCAA championships for each in 1935 and 1936. The record of four gold medals in the NCAA was equaled only by Xavier Carter in 2006. Although his many titles also included relay medals. Though Owens enjoyed athletic success, he had to live off a campus with other African American athletes. When he traveled with the team, Owens was restricted to ordering carry out or eating at blacks only restaurants. Similarly, he had to stay at black-only hotels. Owens did not receive a scholarship for his efforts, so he continued to work part-time jobs to pay for school. Owens achieved track and field immortality in the, a span of 45 minutes on May 25, 1935, during the Big Ten meet at Ferry Field in Ann Harbor, Michigan where he was set three world records and tied a fourth. He equaled the world record for the 100-yard dash in 9.4 seconds, not to be confused with the 100-meter dash, and set world records in long jump, 26 feet, 8 and 1 fourth inches or 8.13 meters. A world record that would last for 25 years, 220 yards, sprint in 20.3 seconds, and 220 yards low hurdles in 22.6 seconds, becoming the first to break 23 seconds. Both 220 yard records may also have beating the metric records for 200 meters flat in hurdles, which would count as two additional world records from the same performance in 2005. University of Central Florida professor of sports history Richard C. Cripu chose these wins on one day 
as the most impressive athletic achievement since 1850. Wow. That is good. On December 4th, 1935, NACC, NAACP, sorry about that, Secretary Walter Francis White wrote a letter to Owens but never sent it. He was trying to dissuade Owens from taking part in the 1936 Summer, Summer Olympics in Nazi Germany, arguing that an African American should not promote a racist regime after what his race has suffered at the hands of white races in his own country. In the months prior to the games, a movement gained momentum in favor of a boycott. Owens was convinced by the NAACP to declare, if there are minorities in Germany who are being discriminated against, the United States should withdraw from the 1936 Olympics. Yet he and others eventually took part after Avery Brondage, president of American Olympic Committee, branded them un-American agitators. Wow. In 1936, Owen and his United States teammates sailed on the SS Manhattan and arrived in Germany to complete at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. According to fellow American sprinter James Laval, who won the bronze in the 400 meters, Owens arrived at the new Olympic Stadium to the thrones of fans, many of them young girls yelling, where is Jesse? Where is Jesse? Just before the competition, founders of Adidas Athletic Shoe Company, Audie Jasper, visited Owens in the Olympic Village and persuaded Owens to wear Gibraltar Jasper Chunk Fabric Shoes. This was the first sponsorship for a male African American athlete. Wow, come on now, listen to this. On August 3rd, Owens won the 100 dash with a time of 10.3 seconds, defeating a teammate in a college strand, Ralph McFay, by the tenth of a second in defeating Tynus Ostendorp of the Netherlands by two-tenths of a second. On August 4th, he won the long jump, the long jump with a leap of 8.06 meters, 26 feet, 5 inches, 3 and 1 fourth inches short of his own world record. He later created the achievement to the technical advice that he received from Les Long, the German competitor whom he defeated on August 5th, he won the 200 meter sprint with a time of 20.7 seconds, defeating teammate Mac Robinson, the older brother of Jackie Robinson. Oh, wow. Listen at these names, y'all. Great black sister. On August 9th, Owens won his 
fourth gold medal for the fourth time on the leaders and relays. When head coach Lawson Robinson replaced Jewish American center Marty Richmond and Sam Fowler with Owen and Ralph McCaffrey. Who teamed with Frank Wyckoff and Boyd Draper to set a world record of 39.8 seconds in the event. Owen had intentionally protested the last minute switch, but a district coach, Gene Cromwell, said to him, You'll do as we're told, Owen. Record-breaking performance of four gold medals was not equal until Paul Lewis won gold medals in the same event at the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. Otis had set the world record in the long jump with a leap of 8.13 meters versus the Before the But the New Times was not recognized because it was when assistant later the same day. Oldest African-American teammate Cornelius Johnson won gold in the high jump final, which began at 5 o'clock p.m. with the new Olympic record of 2.3 meters. Hiller did not publicly congratulate any of the medal winners this time. Even so, the communist New York City newspaper, The Daily Worker, claimed Hiller received all the track winners except Johnson and left the stadium as 
a deliberate snub. After watching Johnson Williams down, Taylor was swiftly, swiftly accused of failing to acknowledge Owen, who won gold medals on August 3rd and 4th, 2 and 9, or state his hand. Orange responded to these things at the time, which is what Owens had to say. Taylor had a certain time to come to the stadium and a certain time to leave. It happened he had to leave before the victory ceremony after the 100 meter race began at 5.45 p.m. But before he left, I was on my way to the broadcast. It passed near this box. He waved at me and I waved back. I think it was bad taste to criticize the man of the hour in another country. In an article dated August 4, 1936, the African-American newspaper editor Robert L. Sanders describes witnessing Hitler's salute only for having won those of the And then, wonder of wonders, I saw her, Adolf Hitler, salute this flag. I was born with a heart which beats proudly as the lad who was crowned king of the 100 meters leader. There's no basis the life of this Congratulating him on what he had achieved. Additionally, an article in the Baltimore Sun in August 1933 reported that Hitler sent Owens a commemorative inscribed cabinet photograph of himself. Later on, October 15, 1936, Owens repeated the allegation when he addressed an audience of African Americans at a Republican rally in Kansas City, we marched. Hitler did, didn't snub me. It was our president who snubbed me. The president didn't even send me a telegram. Owen's success at the games caused consternation, consternation for Hitler, who was using them to show the world a resonant Nazi Germany and he and other government officials had hoped that German, German athletes would dominate the game. 
Not too minutes ago, Albert Speer wrote that Hitler was highly annoyed by the series of giants, by their marvelous colored American runner Jesse Owens. People who came from the jungle where Timothy Hitler said with a show their physiques were stronger than those of civilized whites hence to be excluded from future games in Germany Owens have been allowed to travel live and stay in the same hotels as whites at a time when African Americans in many parts of the United States, chiefly in the South, had to stay in segregated hotels that accommodated only blacks. When Owens returned to the United States, he was greeted in New York City by Mayor Ferrero LaGuardia. During a Manhattan ticker parade in his honor along Broadway's Canyon of Heroes. Someone handed Owens a paper bag. Owens paid it little mind until the parade included, concluded. When he opened it up, he found that the bag contained $10,000 in cash. Owens' wife, Ruth, later said, and he, Owens, didn't know who was good enough to do a thing like that. And with all the excitement around, he didn't pick it up right away. He didn't pick it up until he got ready to get out of the car. After the parade, Owens was not permitted to enter through the main doors of the Wardolph Astoria, New York, and instead forced to travel up to the reception honoring him in a freight elevator. President Franklin D. Roosevelt never invited Jesse Owens to the White House following his triumph at the Olympic Games. When the Democrats bid for his support, Owens rejected those overtures. As a staunch Republican, he endorsed out London Roosevelt's Republican opponent in the 1936 presidential race. Owens joined the Republican Party after returning from Europe and was paid to campaign for African American votes for the Republican presidential nominee out London in the 1936 presidential election speaking at a Republican rally held in Baltimore on October 9, 1936, Owen said, Some people say Hitler snubbed me, but I tell you, Hitler did not snub me. I am not knocking the president. Remember, I am not a politician, but remember, that the president did not send me a message of congratulations because people said he was too busy.
That was a lot. That was a lot of information in there. So I just wish and hope that everyone will take these times to go and study all the people that I share for my Black History Month on Truth Podcast and study and research for yourself. Maybe there's things that you would like to look more into for more information. But thank you. Thank you again for tuning in with your girl, Takia Williams, on Truth Podcast.